Welcome to another episode of Asbury Pod with your hosts, Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh, broadcasting this week from a shared universe podcast studio on the Asbury Park Boardwalk. I'm Ed, the unpaid silent intern, and this week on the pod, Springwood Avenue Rising Executive Committee members Diane Shelton, Nina Summerlin, and Pamela Major. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the Deputy Mayor of the City of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. everybody. We're here at Asbury Pod. Today is March 7th. We're in what is like an amazing space ming at Shared Studios. Shared Universe. Shared Universe. I know I was looking at it and still said the wrong name. Um, And staring outside at the ocean. Which is why we live here. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Ming, for having us. Um, Thank you for coming to Asbury Park. And thank you for bringing um, podcasting studios to Asbury Park. And how long are you going to be here for? Uh, hopefully, hopefully forever. Hopefully but. forever. <laughs> hey, Madison Marquette, hopefully forever. We should have given Ming a microphone. We should have given Ming a microphone. And but who you know who did get a microphone today? Unpaid intern Ed is making his debut. Hello. Yeah. Don't That's mess a, it up, Ed. Yeah. Um, Too late. All right. Don't cut his it. mic. I'm done. <laughs> so. So. We are here with the executive committee of Asbury Ro- Springwood Ave Rising. God, I'm getting everybody's names wrong. You know, I've been drinking a lot since the Warren thing. I drank like every night this week after that. <laughs> so if I get, it's just because I'm not, I don't have my wits about me. Um, so we are here with the executive committee. Ladies, do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, Pamela Major. <clears throat> Nina Summerlin. Diane Shelton. And what's the, the proper name? Springwood Ave Rising. Springwood Spring. Avenue Rising. Right. Springwood Avenue Rising. So what is Springwood Avenue Rising? Well, Springwood Avenue Rising is a commemorative movement to discuss the burning down of Springwood Avenue in Asbury Park, which was a financial hub and corridor and music center for the city of Asbury Park on the west side. It was burned out in there are various reasons. There are various stories. You know, it's always kind of like a cube. There are eight sides to every story. So, uh, <laughs> but regardless, it did happen in 1970. And this year, clearly, because we can still do math, uh, this year is 50 years since it happened. And we were having a discussion. We were having actually breakfast, talking about something completely different. And I mentioned it to Diane. And I'm kind of an ideas person. Like I do ideas, concepts, philosophies, mm-hmm. structure, strategy. And Diane puts feet to everything, right? So uh, that's kind of how this got started. And how long ago was that? 
the discussions, the casual discussions that we had was March. Yeah. By April, we were in full swing <laughs> with discussions with Westside Citizens United, Interfaith, Malia Bloom. And by June, we had our first community meeting with the stakeholders and residents. Yes. Oh, wow. And we have like yeah. over 72 yeah. who have signed it's up. It's a fast event. train. Mm-hmm. It's a fast train. And tell us a little bit about Westside Citizens United, Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, Westside Citizens United was originally started um, in 2001. Um, we were actually called uh, Bang and Ridge Redevelopment. Um, and we were started by the city, actually, to do cleanup projects in the community, um, uh, back to school block parties, the works. Um, and about seven years ago, we actually switched over the name um, because the city kind of dissolved that program. So we're still in force. We still do events in the community for seniors. Um, we try to stay involved in the schools. So we're still we're still out here strong doing a lot of things. And it's a group of volunteers, both for Springwood Uprising and Westside yes. Citizens United. Yes. We're all volunteers. One of the things I love about Asbury Park is that um, there's so many people passionate about so many things that... Um, that you volunteer their time to, to to put on amazing events and really important events like um, uh, I'm sure there's one out there. Yeah, commemorating <laughs> th- this event because I would imagine um, it's a complicated event to commemorate. It's certainly as somebody who moved here in the early 2000s, I had only heard or read about it. Um, Yvonne Councilwoman Yvonne Clayton actually lived here. Um, during the time, but it's a it's a um, it's a it's a complicated event to commemorate across yes. the board. And have you guys found that to be the case? Absolutely. Yes. Um, the events that happened that July um, it tr- had a ripple effect across the city. Yeah. Um, so uh, so many people are coming together, sharing their memories. Um, and when we did our research and was looking at different um, material from the um, Joseph Matthijs papers that's at Duke University mm-hmm. to the Times articles. To, it's okay, um, it's okay. <laughs> um, we found that it depended on who was doing the interviewing and who was the interviewee as to how they saw the whole events that occurred between July 4th and July 10th. But no matter what, we know that it had a ripple effect across the city. Yeah. Well, I think what we're, we're commemorating that you know it was a c- cultural catastrophe for the West Side, mm-hmm. a community catastrophe, right? Yes. I mean, we've been, so we had uh, interviewed Yvonne Clayton, council m- a member uh, Yvonne Clayton, last week about the Asbury um, music uh, African American music project to commemorate the music venues that mm-hmm. were lost mm-hmm. and the history that was sort of not just lost but erased, as if it never happened. And and so there's sort of a. Um, a new zeitgeist of sort of recalling that history and say, hey, there was something really nice and unique here about Springwood Avenue. You know, Asray's world famous for what Bruce, you know, Springsteen made famous, the loop on the beach. But as Yvonne brought up, there was a whole second loop, you know, mm-hmm. between Main Street and 35 that's largely ignored uh, outside of Asbury. And so this is an interesting time, what, you know, um, you know, not only the anniversary, but it's a good time to commemorate what and maybe revitalize what had happened, you know, what, what had been lost. Remember, remember and, and, and try to re, you know, bring back. If, if, and if just possible. for so what was great about Yvonne's um, podcast was she described as a teenager what Springwood App was like and, and that 
you know, just walking in and out of the clubs and the dances. Do you want to just take a couple minutes to describe a little bit for our listeners, you know, yeah, what, what Springwood like? Ave was like what prior was- to the riots? Well, I'll start. <clears throat> I lived in Neptune. Okay. But even though you lived in Neptune, everything you did was in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. Whether you was church, whether it was shopping. So they were like two twin cities. It didn't matter. Um, it was a whole different um, atmosphere. Okay. A cohesiveness, it seemed like, um, in the neighborhood. So it was like, uh, it was exciting times. Even though I was still young, I just want to say that. So was Yvonne. So was Yvonne. I do remember going to like a butcher shop and things with my grandmother because I remember this one store that had the chickens in the window and I was like fascinated with this. So I do recall those things in the barber shops and, and things. I wasn't really allowed as a child to walk down Springwood Avenue. My parents didn't want me to. But every time I got the opportunity, you know how children do. You just, <laughs> I would sneak through and on my way to church because from Ridge Avenue and then going to Atkins Avenue, Second Baptist, it was a way that you could sneak through and still see the sights and see what's going on. So that's the, that's my recollection. And the parade is another recollection. <laughs> That's, I, I'm excited for it. I saw that on your website. Tell us about the parade. Like, you know, because I want to be there. <laughs> Well, I don't. June, June 27th. 27th. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there used to be a parade um, annually on Springwood. It used to, and I tried to research it. The library too tried to find out when, but it would happen like the last, the end of ni- the nineteen fifties and early nineteen sixties, and it was always um, the El- it was considered the Elks Parade. So I, we've continually tried to research that information, but it has not been since nineteen sixty. And they all know the story. I just always remember my parents parking by the park. I, it was in that vicinity somewhere. And I got to sit on the hood and watch this fantastic parade. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my recollection. And, and when you we interview know. a lot of the seniors, the things they talk about besides the shops and everything was the parade. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's, um, I'm not from here. I'm from actually from Bergen County. And in Englewood, we had the same parade and it was the Elks Parade as well. And I was in the parade for probably about 15 years, which is probably why I'm a little challenged with being at another parade, but this is so important. And this, I believe- And did you come to Asbury as a teenager as well? No, um, I am five years old in Asbury. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) I came here, um, well, I originally was in Neptune City and um, started actually as a contract, um, had a contract work as a consultant for Interfaith Neighbors and was ultimately And hired. we should also give a shout out to Interfaith Neighbors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Who are a big part of this initiative. They're an amazing nonprofit in Esbury Park who not they only are. does build affordable housing, just more recently in the last couple of years, um, put together uh, homeless shelters for mm-hmm. uh, the men's shelters completed as the woman completed as well. Yes, it is. And the woman's yes, completed as well. So um, huge kudos. Covenant House. Yeah, yeah. huge kudos to Covenant House. Yeah. And interfaith neighbors who, you know, were here building when a yes. lot of people were not taking that. Right. Risk. Where, where are the two shelters? 
Prospect Avenue. And they did the, 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 the mail shelter first. And I remember having a conversation saying, you know, what's overlooked a lot and, and just commemorating the centennial of the 19th Amendment in the month of March, which is what we're doing um, today and our next podcast as well, um, and making sure we highlight women. But uh, when I talk, when Paul and I talked about that, it, I, th- I thought he felt the same way, that it was really important to have a shelter for women, that that was a priority for him. Um, I'm just going to bring up one thing, Diane, because I don't know if you remember, but when I was booking you guys for the show, you had mentioned, you know, for, so again, I'm going to say this as a relative newcomer, you know, maybe 20 years in, um, we refer to the, the, what happened as the riots, the riots happened. And you pretty early on said, um, and I appreciated it, that, you know, we're going to, we would like to use the words civil unrest. I would like for you to use those words. You want to talk about that a little bit? Diane? Yes. Um, again, like I said, it depended on who was interviewing and who was being, uh, who was responding to the questions, what what vernacular they use, whether it was riots, whether it was civil uh, unrest or disturbances. Uh, but early on, we found with the committee meeting forming, it was important to come up with a vernacular that all of us would feel, the committee, the whole steering committee right. would feel comfortable with. Um, and because the the disturbances occurred because of certain civil, what we thought were civil um, injustices and discrimination, um, we thought that we would stay with that word uh, civil to keep unrest. it comfortable across the board. Yeah, and and I think um, also what we what we wanted to do was we had to be very careful about how we wanted to articulate what we were doing. We are clearly three African-American women. We understand that race was and is a significant issue. So no one's trying to hide from it. But also we decided we weren't going to be incendiary. We did not want it to be something that people felt like we were trying to call, make a call to arms. This is about, and which is why we use the word commemorate, because we're not celebrating a community being burned down. No. We're not, there's, there's nothing to celebrate about that. But what we do want to say is we don't want to forget what happened. We want to honor um, people like Nina's mom and, and so many others who are still here. It takes a lot to stay when your neighborhood has been burnt out, when mm-hmm. the, your side of the city has been burnt out and honestly left desolate, right? And For it really, decades. Yeah, it yes. wasn't until, again, to bring it up, um, Interfaith Neighbors uh, uh, built the Springwood Center that a new construction occurred on that corridor. And so that was about seven years ago. Right. So in the, in the wake, in the aftermath, there was, you know, buildings were raised and cleared out and then left. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing right. happened. So between um, <clears throat> 70 and twenty. Uh, it was like 13, 2013. <laughs> yeah, like 2013. <laughs> I think for people outside of Asbury Park, you you when I first came down here, people would friends from out of town would come in and see you know the boardwalk sort of empty. They're like, well, why? There's nothing going on. There's like a real stop of economic activity. Or that's what it looked like. Right. Right. That's what it looked like. 
It was there, was, there was still a lot going on. Right, but on the uh, certainly along <laughs> the Springwood Corridor, no rebuilding of commerce centers and things like right. that. So it was hard to explain how a city so close to so much money <laughs> had nothing going on. And so it's, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, I interrupted the story. So and also, <laughs> can I just circle back, Nina? So your mom was in Asbury Park. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Actually, I can. Um, usually, my thing is, and one of the reasons why I'm so glad I, I'm actually a part of this is because just sitting and listening to, you know, some of the seniors tell their stories in regards to being on Springwood. It's just fascinating that you're really hearing, you know, things from history, but you're literally talking to these people. Mm. It's not you're reading it in a storybook right. or, you know, somebody else is telling you. You're actually listening to people who grew up here tell their story. Which brings it so, so much more to light. Don't yes. you think like when I when Yvonne talks about it, you're like, I can envision it right. as exactly. opposed to when I'm reading it in the Asbury Park Library, I, I, you read it and process it, but it's right. really different when somebody tells yeah. the stories. Yeah. Well, my favorite stories is usually about, you know, how they used to be able to go on Springwood Avenue and go shopping. There was no mall. Everything was on Springwood Avenue. Um, there was never an issue of them not being able to purchase anything um, and leave our own city. It, everything was here. Um, and then to hear your parents talk about stuff like that. And then as I'm hitting 50 plus, and we can't even do that here. It's like you always have to go outside of your city to do the minimal things. And it's like, you really start to think about, wow, this is what our history lost. This is what we're losing. And for me, it was you know a great idea to, to really be a part of this because now I can talk to the kids and explain to them about the, how rich Asbury Park history was and where we need to really get it back to. I want to take the, um, this is why we bring intern Ed here is that we were talking about the, the parade. So while we were, the discussion moved on. Ed looked up some newspaper. He has access to some newspaper okay. databases. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Ed, uh, tell us what you found here. Oh, well, this is an Asbury Park Sunday Press from June of 1955. And it's a picture on the front page with, yes. a, with a caption, 30,000 see parade as out in session. So it's describing June of 1955. Nearly 30,000 people had come yes. to, to so observe yeah, parade that parade. Springwood. So when we're talking about a vibrant community uh, there, you know, middle class businesses from, I think it was pharmacies, butchers. What else was on the, uh, do you Shoe remember? Stores. Shoe yeah, stores. Yeah. You know. Clothing. Yes. Yeah, was clothing store, fishes, department store. Barbershops. Um, barbershops. Yeah. And, and Fishers was like the, that was the birthplace where Carl. Carl Williams. Uh, yeah, who was Mr. Fashion, who, you know, icon in the city of Asbury mm -hmm. Park and mayor For many at one years. time. Mr. Yes. Fashion, I he went, when I first moved to Asbury, he was still on Cookman. And I remember that I, I purchased a, um, some uh -huh. nice clothes. I, you know, I, I was going to buy a pork pie hat from him, and then I thought that was a little too bold for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can. Like, this hat is too big. The style was too big for me. Like, the hat fit, but I don't know if I fit the hat. You can make it. I think you can make it work, Joe. Well, and, now, and now that I no longer have any hair, I think I should. But. I think for me to hear about, like, the thoughtfulness of, like, the vernacular you're using and, um, you know, what brought you to right. commemorate this event and acknowledge the complication of this event as well is really, it's really interesting to me. Do you, would you say uh, Springwood Advertising, like what's the overall mission? Like, are you, is it going to continue yes, after this? Are. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So tell us a little bit about I that. I think one of the, <clears throat> the biggest missions is like, we want everybody to understand our history for one. Um, and then we want also want to bring you into the present in regards to some of the changes that have occurred within those 50 years. But we also want you to start, start thinking about the future 
Right. Um, this way, it's never a matter of we start a project and then we're done. We got our point across. It's actually going to push over into years to come because we need our community to step up now and say, we see changes. We've complained about it, it wasn't happening. Now it is. Now we really need to be a part of it to make the changes better. I just want to add, going back to what you said, uh, just so you know, we are doing tapings of memories of, right. of all the different uh, at different venues that we've had. Monmouth University's communications department, they came in and helped us with taping and interviewing a lot of these residents. Uh, we had the great experience of having um, former deputy, a uh, former um, city manager, Tony Nuccio. Tony Nuccio. Oh, yeah, Tony, come, come and speak at our uh, breakfast, and he talked about the city, and as he remembered it, his assemblyman, um, O'Telling came because he he and I are in the same graduating class in the high school, <laughs> and he came and he talked about the things he remembered up in there. So we're taping all that, and you know I think I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention as the Asbury Amp, which is also yes. taping. Yes, yes. Um, you know Yvonne and Jen, <clears throat> me, Joe, and Jen Souter all lived in the Santander in the early two thousands oh. for years. That's how we met. So Jen and um, and Yvonne and, and everybody, uh, Charles Trott, I think there's a number of people involved, are capturing um, the stories yes. that they can, uh, specifically of uh, the people who are still um, still here and still able to kind of describe um, the incredibly vibrant yes. music yeah. scene um, on Springwood Ave. So we want to, we definitely want to give them a shout out. With them. We, we know that we are. Yes. Some of our information is going on there. Pass it down. Um, website that they're building now so we are collaborating with them. oh great and is there any like so as somebody who keeps their eye on a couple half some, some girls at the high school right to try to keep them moving forward um is there a collaboration with the school system as well yes we do have a collaboration with the school district um we actually have scheduled two events um in april where we're going to have the kids from the school go over to the senior center and do interviews and stuff with the seniors. Oh, that's I love them. that idea. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So did, did I cut off? I think I was like, what's your mission? And then I was like, and are you going to stay? And are you going to do this? What's your mission? Now, I let me tell you about you. <laughs> well, um, we've, we've uh, talked about a few things, and one of them is uh, we know that there's still a great need for healing. Um, people have stayed, but just because you stayed and you toughed it out doesn't mean the trauma has evaporated or has been properly dealt with. So we want to do um, some events where people will have that opportunity. Additionally, the landscape of Springwood Avenue has changed and it's gone. There's, there are still a few businesses, uh, some barbershops, a couple of um, small restaurants, uh, I think a new hair salon has opened up as well, but it has moved from uh, a real mixed use uh, neighborhood to a residential neighborhood. And uh, as we speak, as I just passed it on the way here, as we speak, townhomes are being built Right with one bedroom, I believe it's one bedroom apartments as well. And it takes a different mindset to be an owner as compared to a renter. And it takes a different mindset to say, we're gonna have um, 
a garden club or a community watch or uh, a community, a neighborhood improvement. That's a different mindset from what has, you know, been over the last, you know, kind of four decades of not a lot. I won't say nothing, um, but uh, the work has been in the background and the people in the neighborhood have not been as empowered as they might be. So some of the work will be to help people to say, you know, they can have a stake in their neighborhood. And I think, you know, we're, we're discussing a lot of things, but I think that that's one of the things we've lightly touched on. But uh, as we go forward, helping people to own that they live here, whether they are renting or whether they have ownership, um, they live here, they have uh, a right to say something and decide and have a vision for what type of neighborhood they want to live in. So um, that's some of the work that will happen going forward. So speaking of that, well, I was just going to say, I was going to, one of our questions was talking about the collaborative vision for Springwood Ave and kind of, you know, what that discussion looks like and, yeah. and, and how do we, how do we, um, how do we bring everybody to, to the table to have that discussion? And I do, I do want to mention also Habitat for Humanity mm -hmm. um, because they have also been um, a great partner uh, with, what, with what we've done. Um, we did something called Porch Talks where um, you know we sat out on the porch and talked because that's what people used to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where you know problems get solved. Uh, usually the city elders solve the problems of the world sitting on the porch between coffee and iced tea, right? And so that's the kind of format that uh, we've, we've had two. And then I have one that I call the screen porch where we uh, were able to work at the, the Kwanzaa celebration. But you know, we, we had talks and people, um, some of the elders were interviewed mm -hmm. and Diane and Nina can go more into that, but uh, it's, it's bringing the community back to being a community that speaks with one another. There's always community, always, always, and there's always a few people that you speak to. But I think one of the, uh, one of the awesome things is to walk down the street and now this happens to Nina all the time. Nina, I'm sorry. This happens to Nina all the time. A uh, hundred people, you cannot walk one block in Asbury Park with her. Now you can't even stand on the corner with her and a hundred people not honk and wave and all of that kind of stuff. More people in the neighborhoods need to be able to have that type of visibility. And now there's always a neighborhood um, spokesperson that's that's always going to be true but neighbors need to know neighbors mm -hmm. and become yes. comfortable um that's the kind of environment that i came from and i believe that that is uh, and, and we we come out in droves we have a hometown reunion every other year this is the year so people are crazy right now mm -hmm. talking about our hometown reunion asbury park the people here are wonderful and now it's time for the walls to come down and for us to be able to start to communicate and talk about how wonderful this city is, the West Side is, and, and to build um, relationship. Yeah, the, the porch talk, we had one on the corner of um, Bangs and um, Langford? Comstock. 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 Um, other agencies were invited to come have their tables, have their information. Residents were invited to come because we were taping. If you wanted to share your memories, we had another one on Ridge Avenue. Um, it was just a great time. We had food out there. Um, so 
to try to make people comfortable and, and involved. Yes. You talked a little bit, Pam, about the trauma that exists for, for people Are, in, in starting this endeavor. Um, did you find that people welcome the idea? Were people resistant? Were people neutral? I feel like, and, and all of us, because we all spoke to different sectors of people, so we all kind of need to answer this one. Um, I found that people were very welcoming, but very determined that this history would be passed down to the next generation, that um, young people need to be informed about the grandeur that was Asbury Park and also um, the devastation that occurred so that they would have the opportunity for those that stay, and, and many will stay here, right? That it doesn't repeat itself. And Nina, just because we touched on your mom a little bit, like when you when you talked to your mom about doing this endeavor, was she how how was she feeling about it? <laughs> she was worse than me. She was actually <laughs> in her building trying to get people to sign a piece of paper <laughs> so she can come back, have one of us go back and talk to them. Okay. So for her, it was like really exciting. Um, because and out of based on that, we um, I actually have scheduled um, an event, a historical roundtable discussion for April fourth um, that we're going to do at Boston Way Community Center. Um, so what time? It'll be from eleven to three. Eleven to three, April fourth. Yes, mm -hmm. um, because for me it was more of you know listening to our our parents talk about the history, um, and then going out into the community and you start looking around and you know looking and going. I can't see that vision. Like I can't see West Side being as vibrant as you. You know, you were talking about it, and then sometimes she would be like, "Well, you need to come sit and listen to some of us talk." And I used to go to the senior center, um, or I used to have meetings with her and Mr. Jordan, and I would actually sit and listen to them talk about. You know, they would start on one end of Springwood and walk all the way down, and tell you every store who the owner was, and how well that each person knew those owners. And for me, it was just amazing. That our kids now, like half our kids know some of the people that own the corner store and some don't. Um, and the relationship that I have with my corner store is kind of what my mom and them had when they were growing up. So for me, it's a great um, opportunity to be able to share this history, um, to get it out to the community, especially for our youth, because a lot of them don't know um, the history of Asbury Park. And for them, um, looking at the age that we're yeah. talking about, they grew up when Springwood Avenue was back. After the fact. Right. Yeah. 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 The thing I find interesting, both this um, movement and the and together with the Asbury Park African American Music Project, there's two kinds of nostalgia in the world, right? There's there's nostalgia that has a, a sort of a negative connotation like this. You know, uh, but this feels very fertile and hopeful, right? This yes. is nostalgia for a beautiful thing that we would like to recultivate. Yes. And and that's in I think you know for those of us who were weren't born in Asbury and I'd certainly been in and around Asbury a long time but given my age uh, things prior to 73 I don't know. Right? I'm, I'm, I was only right. 4, right? <laughs> or 70 or I'm sorry, not 73, 70. So um, this is a revelation for people hopefully for people listening sort of you know look to you know to think about the wider history of Asbury part too. Right. Yeah. And what might what might be able to see in the future along that corridor? Yeah. And I know we we kind of touched on it, but I I think illustrating this through stories and people telling stories exactly. for me, um, and I would imagine many people is so much more um, intense, but also uh, 
I, I understand it, you know, so much better than reading about it in, in a book. Right. And not, not to put that down. I also think it's important, you know, so we're having positive feelings about Springwood Ave, but also not to sort of erase some of the negative history of Asbury Park. We had Yvonne on a couple weeks ago, and she mentioned not being able to come to the Asbury Park beach as a kid. Yes. All right. Do you have memories of that? She we has like such a well. For she me, went to Belmar. She has yes. such a heartbreaking yes. story. Yeah. As the as the Bel- more racially Belmar, integrated yeah. beach, Belmar was yeah. like the inkwell of, you know, uh, inkwell being. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, the inkwell being uh, Martha in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, Belmar, even even in Englewood, mm-hmm. when we came down to go to the shore, mm-hmm. we came to Belmar. That was always the beach. So for you know, if you. If you were African-American, if you were a person of color um, in New Jersey, you went to Belmar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that really opened my, I had no yeah. idea. Yes. Right. So really, so that's the point, important part of these stories, because otherwise it's not written down very easily. Right. So, um, so it's interesting, you know, so as you're recording people in, who grew up in Asbury, these are things that pop up and it's you know, important to remember. So I, think I find this whole conversation pretty fascinating and illuminating it's challenging um and i one of the things that i I celebrate about the executive committee is that we can talk about the intensity of race issues without being angry Mm -hmm. and uh that is certainly something that you know because the, the anger it's like okay be angry for a minute but now let's get to resolution now now how do we deal with it because um, you know it 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 builds the trauma back up. It keeps the brain going back to the darkest days when yeah there were dark days there were let's 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 talk about it. But then let's use it as a lesson. How do we go on from here? What do we do? Um, what do we not repeat? And um, I believe that that is one of the strong suits of this executive committee. We have from the beginning said it's an issue and it's a big one, but we, we are looking to make this very positive. We're looking, and which is why, you know, even using the Phoenix in, as our logo, right? Um, we use the Phoenix as our logo because the Phoenix rises from the ashes and when it does so, according to the history, it is stronger. Mm-hmm. than when it was first um, destroyed. And so that's our goal, to be stronger. And for, for two people in the area, certainly during it, is, is have you gotten things out of this experience that you didn't think you would get? Are there stories that, that you heard that you were surprised about? or or Not really, no. I mean, okay. and I think the worst part is, um, like Yvonne was actually letting you guys know, even now, you know, like our kids are still have that mentality that they, they're not allowed on the boardwalk. Um, and we're they don't talking, know that they live at the shore. Exactly. And we're talking 50 years, and it's like our kids still have that mentality mm-hmm. that they're not they're not allowed to be on the boardwalk. So we're really actually educating on top of informing um, a lot of our community in regards to what's here. You know, just because the boardwalk has built up faster than the west side does not mean you're not allowed on the boardwalk, you know. Right, absolutely. Because we're promoting the, the whole thing. One Asbury Park, one city, positive. one Asbury Park, all positive. Right. And so the three of you are the executive committee, but yes. I, I kind of heard you reference about 60 or 70 yes. members. 
Well, who doesn't love that? <laughs> Who's got the list? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love lots, lots of members in, in our committees and commissions. Um, but do, do you want to talk about like a little bit about some of some of the um, the 60 or 70 people kind of helping with this initiative in in different ways, or or driving you all crazy, one or the other, right? <laughs> the Asbury Park School District, uh, Coastal Habitat for Humanity. We have the Rebirth Church. The Rebirth Church. <laughs> uh, we also have the. Um, oh gosh, there's so many. Uh, we also more. have who, Nina? <laughs> we, we spoke of interfaith. Mm-hmm. The Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Uh, Housing Authority. Yeah. Yes. And so all of these players kind of are, are come to the table and, and listen to what meeting. you guys are proposing. And Actually, no, and they sit on committees no, as well. They they have, oh, okay. We have committees. Um, and then they all form, you know, get a part of the committees. Um, but it's basically not us standing and saying, this is what we're going to do. We have a discussion in regards to what's next. What's our next move? What do we need to do? How do we do this? That type of thing. So it's basically a collaboration with all of us. And can I add the mayor and city council? Yeah. Ah, they're part of it. Oh, Amy, well Amy, done, no. Doug. Well done. Amy is so happy now. I can't believe it. Can we cut that part out? Because I'm. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's for me, and and on just people who you know just decided I want to be a part. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that along, you know, it's it is. Phenomenal! Can't do it without the buy-in of uh, some of the larger entities, but you also can't do it without the, the individual. individuals. Yes. And they are coming. Yeah. They are coming. To yeah. Yes, and they're so they're so supportive. They like pat us on the back and you know cheer us on. And what's next? <laughs> and just for, just to show something. Yesterday, I was uh, talking to a Monmouth University intern. She wanted to interview for me for a social work class. And we started talking, I talked about Springwood Avenue Rising. She texts me later to say, I just found out that my grandparents owned a store, the uh, Paramount Paint Store. Mm-hmm. So she's in touch with me. Oh, wow. That's she, amazing. She said she touched, she uh, talked to her mother. They're going to send us pictures and See. be part of this. So it's just continually to grow. Yeah. yeah, I think that the story I and when I'm listening to these stories, the, the takeaway for me is that the Springwood Avenue district, in spite of the cultural restrictions, like the, the line between, you know, white Asbury and African-American Asbury, it was a space of African-American flourishing businesses, arts, yes, you know, freedom. Right. And so that was what was also lost, mm-hmm. um, you know, when things burned down, sort of, the, you know, space to move and create and be. So it's right. like, again, going back to the idea, this is very hope, hopeful feel about this. Um, in terms of creativity and, gr- and growth, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we, well, we just have to start to wrap up a little bit, but I, I want to make sure I get a few. One, we usually try to do some light stuff, so I'm going to ask you a, a couple of lighter questions. Uh, favorite movie? It stumps, it stumps everybody, everybody every time. Even when we tell Anything people ahead. Anything with Medea in it. Okay. With who in it? Medea. The original of the women. The, oh. the original. The original of the women. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Coming to America, if I look at that one more time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. And upcoming events that we want to make sure we plug. I want to hear about the parade. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Diana, right? <laughs> well, as Nina said, April 4th is the discussion, the panel, and historical walk down. She meant, forgot tour. that. Historical tour down Springwood Avenue, which what we want to have when they leave the 
the housing authority is we're working on thanks to Habitat on having um, visual photos, visual photos constructed on on a stand along the way that identified what was there. So and and here the, the seniors and others talk about that. Um, April. Um, in April, we're thankful that the Astro Park Distillery Company wants to host a fundraiser for us. So we're looking at that uh, May 16th. And are you looking for people to host fundraisers? Is that like a is or should a, that yes. be kind of our call of, <laughs> call for action? Okay, yes, yes. that yes. you are looking yes. for some local businesses to host some fundraisers yes. for you. Okay, yes. Yes. okay. Yes. Any local business watching this, we're looking for some fundraising. <laughs> we can always use fundraising. Yes, we can. And then May. 16th is the Asbury Park Alive, which we're part of, and, and you know about that. Of course, of course. <laughs> and May 30th is Asbury Park Got Talent, we're a part of. Mm. June 27th will be the parade and celebration, because not only is it the parade, but we're emptying into the park, where we're hoping that they're, we're, through Habitat, we're constructing the rest of the different um Memories of the Avenue with little blurbs about what it was. Oh, that's and nice. then and we have and what date is that time? May twenty seventh. Okay, June twenty seventh. So yeah. the right main the parade. Okay, yeah. so right take after. us through like the 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 main 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 com- commemorative event, the parade. Look. Well, no, wait a minute. The next okay. day is <laughs> oh wow, yeah, the twenty eighth is the um, play reading of Ivy for Ebony. Okay, and the writer, the play writer, the one who wrote the play is from Neptune originally. He's um, Kevin Franklin, and it came about when I was talking about Springwood Avenue Rising. I was talking with. Um, Daryl Willis, who is the founder of Dunbar Repertory. Uh, he said, I have a play that's sitting, and he texted Mr. Uh, Franklin right then and said, I think the play that you wrote several years ago, he was a student at Brookdale when he wrote the play, and it's been sitting on the shelf. Now it will be, um, premiere production will be at uh, Middletown Performance Center in November, but the play reading of it will be here in Asbury at the Rebirth Church on the 28th. And the, the play is about a family in Asbury Park and a, a daughter and the things that they were going through. And the father was a sculptor. Okay. And so we was like, wow, this would be exciting. So the, the so this reading. is days. June, yes. You mentioned June 27th, yes. June 28th. Yes. And we're still going. We're still, still, still going. Yes. Okay. Yes. Still going. For July. Yeah. So, so at that point, we'll probably have the schedule for the next few things <laughs> that will happen. Um, and for those people who want to be patrons or want to be sponsors, uh, there's an op- opportunity to be in the playbill uh, as well for uh, June 28th. So we don't want to leave anybody out. Where is Rebirth Church? On DeWitt Avenue, 142. Your pastor is lovely, by the way. Yeah, he is super lovely. He's he's such a good egg. Um, So we're going to wrap up. And again, um, one thing before we go. Rising is looking for fundraising efforts. So we're going to get you, we're going to help throw you some sort of fundraising efforts. And the art auction, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the art auction. (laughs) Yes. How is is that? Is that scheduled? Yeah, I want to say it's May 21st. May 21st. 21st. And just very briefly describe the art auction and then 
we're gonna we're gonna have to sign off but maybe have you guys back before before the june 28th okay so michelle gladden i'm michelle gladden i'm also a part of springwood avenue rising um member not the executive committee and the art auction is really we've put out a call to local artists to donate a piece of their art that speaks to asbury park so it can be past present or future and you don't have to create something new and what we're going to do is we're going to host an art an auction at a local venue and that will help support the initiatives for the parade and the the reading and that's going to most likely happen in may as well oh great great and all of these um can be found on the springwood avenue rising website which is tucked into the interfaithneighbors.org Website, right? Um, actually, we no, do, yes, we do have a page there, but there is a separate. separate okay. That we have launched now a separate Springwood Avenue Rising dot com. Oh, right. Launched, I think it's the dot, dot org. Dot org. Sorry. Dot org. Thank you. Dot org. Thank you. Great. Thank you all so much. Thank Thanks you guys. for coming Thank out. You. Thank you. And Thank you. looking forward to this commemoration and the parade. Because <laughs> you both are going to be in the parade, right? Asbury <laughs> Pod could have a parade. Yeah, we'll, be a, we'll have could our own float. Parade. We could try. Float. Yeah. Like a root beer float. <laughs> so. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Asbury Pod gratefully acknowledges the support of Words, Asbury Park's only independent bookstore, offering new and gently used books for all readers. Words also hosts a range of literary and social events for adults and children. Located on 623 Cookman Avenue, Words is open every day save Tuesday from noon to 5. Stop by and say hello.